We really can't predict the future because nobody can. What we can do, though, is help auto manufacturers recognize, prepare for, and profit from whatever comes next. Auto Supply Chain Profits gives you timely and relevant insights and best practices from industry leaders. It's all about what's happening now in the automotive supply chain and how to prepare your organization for the future, because the auto supply chain is where the money is. Hello and welcome to episode one of Auto Supply Chain Profits. I'm Jan Griffiths. I'm your guest host, and we're going to talk about the supply chain of the future. First, let's meet your co-hosts, Kathy Fisher and Terry Onika. Kathy, tell us, who are you and what is your experience in the auto supply chain exactly? Hello, Jan. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Kathy Fisher. I am the founder and president of Quistum. We help automotive manufacturers transform their management systems into money-making machines. And I've been working in the automotive supply chain for over 38 years, actually. I started with General Motors back in the 1980s, and it was a very different supply chain back then, very much vertically integrated. And I've been able to observe the transformation and be a part of that transformation over the past several decades, where we've become a lot more global, a lot more diverse, and definitely uh, a lot of changes and challenges along the way. So you've worked with OEMs and tier ones, and now, of course, in your own business, correct? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, As I mentioned, I started with General Motors back in the 1980s, and my capacity from a supply chain standpoint has been uh, in roles on the shop floor from a manufacturing perspective, also in the quality functions, as well as setting up the North American supply chain for BMW and their plant in South Carolina. Ooh, what a great background. You know, I'm really glad that you have that shop floor experience because so many people that profess to know about supply chain have never spent a day on the shop floor. And I'm glad that both you, Kathy and Terry, have spent time on the shop floor. You know how to grind it out on the shop floor. And we're going to be able to share some of those experiences. And I think more importantly, those experiences are going to come to bear as we talk about the supply chain of the future. So Terry, tell us a little bit about your background. Thanks, Jan. My name is Terry Onika, and I'm the Director of Automotive at QAD. QAD is a provider of ERP and supply chain solutions. Uh, my career started back uh, in supply chain back in about the late 1990s, where I implemented all the EDI for Ford. And then I left there and went to Johnson Controls, so a tier one supplier, and implemented all of their EDI as well. Um, at that point, I got really involved in industry standards. So at AIAG, the Automotive Industry Action Group, and got to be a part of a study between, at the time, Ford, Chrysler, and GM to Johnson Controls down our supply chain. And that's really when my passion started because we started to document a lot of the best practices in materials management and also in EDI. And then from there, I moved on to QAD, and I've been here for 20 years as the Director of Automotive. Wow. You know, when you mention ELP systems, I get a shiver because I remember all the times in my career I've been through an ELP implementation and uh, my background in supply chain is about 35 years, you know, shiver, shudder, but there it is. And I can remember every time we went through ELP implementation, these 
peaceful people, i.e. you as an ERP provider, you have to get right into the nasty stuff because you discover what's good, what's bad, the good, bad, and the ugly, right? You get to see it all. So what a great experience to be able to bring to the table right now. Absolutely. We work a lot with uh, tier one suppliers uh, down to probably tier two, tier three, um, anybody that's making a component for the car. Uh, recently, we actually are adding on OEM startups in our customer base as well. Just the vast amount of implementations that I've seen. And one of the key things, Jan, um, and it's really our philosophy is bringing those best practices of automotive and mapping them into the ERP solution. So when you implement you don't need to worry about creating a new playbook. You go right from the playbook from the ERP provider that already has done that for you. And we see implementations going as quickly as three months or less. Yeah, you know, I often wondered that as uh, I have been through several ERP implementations in my career, if the provider actually did something with those lessons learned. And what you're telling me is that you actually do. Absolutely. We actually map all of in our system, IATF 16949 and MMOGLE, which is a supply chain standard right in the software. So it's on the dashboard. You can see what those compliance points are. And we've got all the processes mapped to them. Okay. Kathy, with your client base and your vast history and experience with supply chain, you're focused on stripping out waste and optimization of supply chain processes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we really have recognized over the past, let's say, five years or so, as we've looked at the changes that have been happening in the automotive supply chain, where traditionally the focus was on the shop floor as being where value add or the money, so, so to speak, is being made. We recognize that actually money is made in the supply chain because it's really about getting the right product to the right place in the right quantity at the right time. And that's all about the material movement. It's all about sourcing. It's all about the physical logistics and uh, materials management functions, which so often automotive manufacturers today either outsource or really don't have the depth of understanding of what are the key processes that are necessary to deliver on the promise of delivery to their customers. Supply chain was a term that nobody knew. You know, nobody understood it. Nobody knew what it was. And now with a pandemic, everybody's all about supply chain. It's all about supply chain because we understand. You talk about that promise of delivery. We understand what it means when those processes break down and it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the other thing that strikes me is this definition of supply chain. I've seen it broad and narrow uh, many, many times in my career. I've seen supply chain as broad as including manufacturing operations and everything within the plant, plus logistics, plus purchasing, plus quality. And I've seen it as narrow as just logistics or maybe, you know, the traditional materials management type function. How do you see that now, Terry, uh, supply chain with your clients? Do you see it sort of all over the, the map? Uh, what's going on out there? Yes, it still is all over the map for sure. Uh, but in, to Kathy and I's definition, uh, supply chain would include all the materials plus the purchasing, both at the corporate and at the plant level. So we're really looking at all those functions when we talk about supply chain. That's right. And I, I know from my supply chain days, the purchasing piece of this is critical in the early stages of setting up the supply chain. And so often 
it doesn't get the attention it deserves. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I know we're going to have an episode focused on that and I can't wait to get into that. Kathy, how have you seen the scope of supply chain in your career? Yeah, it's really transformed over the decades that I've been involved in the industry. As I mentioned early on in my career with General Motors back in the early 1980s, it was very much a vertical integration of the supply chain. Uh, We were able to manage our suppliers by walking literally down the hall in the manufacturing floor. And uh, of course, over the past several decades, we've really seen the supply chain diversify, become a lot more globally focused. And now, of course, because of the pandemic, we're actually seeing a shift back to um, some localization or regionalization of the supply chain. I also find that organizations tend to not have supply chain uh, as a let's say, strategic focus of the business. There's very very often a missing seat at the C-suite for supply chain, having a voice in terms of the direction of the organization and also supply chain being a priority for improvement and automation as well. Yeah, I know in my career, in my last position, yes, it was a C-suite position. But for most of my career, I've been shoved under somebody else, (laughs) whether it's finance or operations. You are never really a standalone function with the recognition that it's so desperately deserved. And we are going to talk about all of that in future upcoming episodes. But let's get right to it. Our audience is an automotive audience, and we know this industry. We've all been in it for decades. It's tough, and it's about the bottom line. Kathy, one of the taglines for this podcast, and we're going to keep hammering this point home, is that money is made in the supply chain. So what exactly does that mean, Kathy? Yeah, what that means from our perspective is we're encouraging organizations throughout the automotive supply chain to focus on supply chain strategically as well as operationally. We tend to see that supply chain is typically the redheaded stepchild across um, all functions that we've discussed as far as what supply chain encompasses. And in fact, historically, we've seen um, supply chain being outsourced for some organizations to the extent of utilizing third-party logistics. And in that situation, manufacturers forget about the importance of having the right product in the right place at the right time. And if we look at organizations like Amazon, they've really established the importance of supply chain and the ability to make billions or trillions of dollars just off of supply chain. The automotive industry has to get on board with that same focus in order to be able to survive going forward. Otherwise, Amazon's going to start selling our cars. Yes, good point. Terry, what do you think about why this concept is so important for auto manufacturers to adopt right now? What I think is so many years, uh, to your point earlier, Jan, supply chain has been starved. I know when I worked at uh, Johnson Controls, and I even see it in our current customer base today, that there's a lot of emphasis put on quality and and R&D, but very little attention put on supply chain. In supply chain, basically, for years, we've got measured on our heroics, our ability to fight the fire. If it takes premium freight, and if we get it to the customer and we don't shut them down, then we did our job. And I think we're paying for that really seriously right now in the industry. Our lack of attention has really caused us to see just how much we haven't really been focusing on it to make it run efficiently and as smoothly as it should be. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, back in the day, I'm going way back now into the 80s, right? People used to throw their dead wood into purchasing. 
It was always the, oh, well, how much damage can they, they do? They're just ordering stuff, right? And we learned that lesson the hard way. But then I think it shifted to materials because I've seen companies have very, very small budgets for materials people, and they would grab just about anybody. Hey, if they could talk and, you know, beat a supplier up over the phone, they were good enough. You know, they were an expediter and in they went. And to your point, it was all about the heroics. It was never really viewed as a strategic function that could have massive impact to the bottom line. And I believe that we have learned that now. And that's why now is the time for us to take a different view. We have grown up in, uh, with a leadership model that started with the industrial age, with command and control. And the way that we look on supply chain right now is very much a product of command and control. That view will not take us into the future. It will not take us into the world of the digital realm that we're into right now. That's why I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with the two of you, you know your subject matter so well. And we're going to rip the Band-Aid off. We're going to get into the nasty stuff, the things that people don't want to talk about. We're going to bring in new ideas and we will turn around the auto supply chain for the future. And we want to bring our audience along with us. So stay tuned. Are you ready to find the money in your supply chain? Visit www.autosupplychainprofits.com to learn how, or click the link in the show notes below.